Unleash Love, I'm going to donate a percentage of my allowance to people who actually need it. I'm going to unleash love by, like, showing to my family that electronics don't really matter and spend more family time with them. How I will unleash love, I will give money to the people that is homeless so they can buy houses and give them food. I'm going to unleash love by cleaning up my toys. I'm going to unleash love by, by doing yours around the house. I'm going to unleash love by giving my money to Shush. I'm going to be unleashing love by going to a senior home and interacting with them. Unleash love means to me, means to me that I will, will go around for Christmas telling people about God, spreading the word to them, saying Bible verses to them about unleash love and tell them how they can do it. Get unleash love. I'm going to unleash love by helping my mom with the laundry. I'm gonna unleash love to someone I don't need something to someone in my town, maybe because I do have town. That's what I mean. I'm going to unleash love by giving art to a missionary. I'm going to unleash love by bringing my friend to church. I'm going to unleash love by walking dogs and and bathing them. I'm going to unleash love by helping out my teacher in school. I'm going to unleash love for helping my grandma clean the house. By unleashing my love, I'm giving away free lemonade and gift cards to the homeless and also adopting a baby brother. I'm going to unleash love by giving gifts to people who don't have food. I'm going to unleash love by helping around my house and everywhere I go. I'm going to unleash love by giving money to, to the church and, and to break a neighbor's leaves. That's awesome. Good stuff. Love seeing that, mountain kids who get it. They kind of have captured the heart of what this whole thing is about called Unleashed Love, and I love the spirit of what just happened there. Last week uh, at all of our campuses with our mountain kids ministry, they, they've embodied this, this kind of key verse that we've used for this whole deal, First Thessalonians 3, that says, May the Lord just pour on the love for you so that the love of God comes and just fills you fills us in our lives, but then not just for our sake, but splashes over on everyone all around us, so that the love of God comes to us and through us. And, and it's given us just a great opportunity to say, let's all take a spiritual growth step. Let's do something that moves us forward in our faith. There's something for each of us to do there, but there's also something for all of us to do together as we figure out what's God going to do to unleash love in amazing ways here, there, and everywhere. And that's really what we're doing. I really believe we're going to look back on this time and say that was a super important, highly significant time in my life. I hope you say that. I know I, I think I can already say that's going to be true for me. I think we're going to look back and see it as a defining moment for Mountain and the impact that we were able to make over the next several years together. And honestly, it, the extent of that impact, uh, to some degree, is going to be determined uh, today. 
by how we respond. Uh, you know, our sincere hope, we've been praying our guts out that 100% of us who call Mountain my family of faith, 100% of us who call this place, this is where God unleashes some love to me, would say, I'm going to participate in, in, God, in unleashing love through Mountain. And that 100% of us would just pray that prayer that would say, God, what do you want to do to unleash love through me? How do you want me to pray to unleash love? How do you want me to serve your name to unleash love? How do you want me to give financially in my generosity over the next two years to the, to the ministries that you've put in front of this church? That's a question I hope that all of us come to today. How do you want me to give in a way that would show that you're first place in my life so that I can unleash love to this church? Um, as we think about all that, you know, we're called to give in a way that shows God is first in our life, even if we never got to see the results of that giving. The point is we, have to, we need to give it to God for our sakes and for God's sake. But the beautiful thing about Mountain and Unleashed Love is that we do get to see the fruit. And I think it's worth noting at the outset here that, you know, a gift to Mountain is something that's so beautiful because of the way God is blessing our church in such unique and special ways. I mean, for 192 years, this church has been opening its arms and doors to welcome people far from God, people who hate church, who have found a home among others who are like, welcome, this is a place for you. Uh, when I came, there was a few hundred people here, and now there's over 5,000 people every weekend. We've had 1,000 baptisms the last three years. I mean, it's, it's crazy, you guys. Don't miss it. Our kids' ministry grown by 20%, over 20% the last, just over last year. Um, Celebrate Recovery, which really ministers to people with some of the worst and hardest struggles of life, grown by 40% this last year. The Epicenter, growing like gangbusters over on Route 40, changing the trajectory of the lives of kids and families, on and on and on like this. So we're blessed. Hey, whenever we look at all that stuff and say, oh, it's, oh look at what's happening at Mountain, it only reminds us we get to make an investment that's so awesome, but we always have a mantra that we always say around here. We've got to restore it. You know what the mantra is? Stay humble and stay hungry. When you look at all that amazing stuff, you've got to stay humble because it's not you <laughs> that's doing it. It's not me. You look at what God is doing and you have to say it's only God would do what is happening at Mountain. It's not the building. It's not the music. It's, it's only God. Stay humble, but stay hungry because God isn't done. Don't just sit back and get complacent and say, well, you know what? God used Mountain to do some cool things. Let's coast for a while because... God's on the move, and he's going to unleash love somehow through someone, and I want to be in the center of that, and you do too. There are more people to reach. There's more truth to tell. There's more ministry to do. There is more lives to be saved, more compassion to be given, and more love to be unleashed. And God has put us here in this un most unchurched county in the state of Maryland, in the Northeast, the most unchurched part of the United States, to unleash love. And so he's given us this thing. 1 Corinthians 16 says there's a, there's a wide open door uh, for a great work here. We've got wide open doors. God has said, what if, would you go through that door? Would you go? He's given us lots of cool opportunities right in front of us right now. But just like the Bible says, there's great opposition. It won't happen without challenge. We have some audacious goals and some huge opportunities. This booklet, I hope you've enjoyed kind of using it as your devotional guide, but at the beginning it also outlines what those huge open doors really are that God has put before us as a church. And they just simply are beautiful, bold, open doors that will not happen without some sacrificial generosity on the part of his people. And I think that's exactly where God wants to have us. I think it's exactly where he wants us to be. 
right where sacrifice is the only way. Let me quickly rehearse for you in a very, very brief way what that is. Remember, we've broken it down into here, there, and everywhere. These are those things, these vital ministries that are waiting for unleashed generosity through mountain. Here, first is just the ministry of mountain, all the things that make mountain, mountain. We've got to just expand our general budget and the ministries that we're doing. It's time to expand that. Second, we need to refresh to our kids' spaces at all three of our campuses to update it and make it just scream, we love kids, because we do. Third, we have some septic limitations here at the Mountain Road campus. Do you know that we're full of it? (laughs) We are. We found a workaround, which is a new septic system that's going to cost about $400,000. The good news is a family that loves Jesus a lot and loves and believes in the ministry of this church so much has stepped up to say we've taken care of it. So that's already checked off. Flush it down the toilet. We're, we're moving on. All right. There. So that's here. There is generosity that it's going to go to things just a little bit beyond us. And that's, that's um, the, one of the really exciting ones here is we're, we've identified a spot that might come together. Depending on how the commitments come in, we think in the next year we'll be able to launch our next campus. That's going to be really exciting. There's some people that will reach through that. That'd be really cool. Also, we want to plant new churches. These are brand new congregations. We have a dream of 20 churches around Baltimore, D.C., just like Mountain, that are working together to help transform this region. We've got like 12 to 15 of them already started. And now we've been saying to young, we've been saying to young high school kids for years now, hey, some of you entrepreneurial kids, you ought to go off and get your degree, get some training, and come back and plant a church, and we'll help you do it. Well, guess what? Some of them are doing that. Here's a picture. I was with some church planners a couple weeks ago. These guys are all planting churches in Baltimore and D.C. Two of them are mountain homegrown kids who are like, let's let's help them get those churches planted. Unleashed Love's going to do that. Unleashed Love's going to do that in Baltimore and D.C. So then uh, also on an online campus, we want to use technology to to help reach people that we know their first step won't be to come through the doors of one of our campuses. Their first step will be to check us out online. We want to be there to meet them, help them experience what we all experience when we're together here as that might be their first step. So that's here and there. And then everywhere is our global impact. And there's so much we could talk about there, but there's just amazing things that we've been given as an opportunity to make an impact with in the slums of Nairobi. We want to jolt that ministry forward. The orphanages and children Children's homes and the medical work in India, the uh, work with the under-resourced and refugees in, 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 in orphan, orphans in Romania, and then we've got uh, this thing that's happening right now in a, I'll, I'll call it an, a restricted access area of Southeast Asia, where there's almost no Christian presence, and in fact it's illegal uh, to, to have churches, but we've got families at Mountain that have been visiting there, and they're ready to move and relocate and go undercover and unleash love as a sort of unofficial church in, in this part of the world, and it's extremely exciting, but it's high risk, it's high reward, and it's expensive, but we need to help them do it so we can unleash love in that area. So that's, that's, that's some of what the, the, the open doors are, but there's opposition and challenge, and the opposition is that it's going to require audacious, bold generosity, and frankly, sacrifice on our part uh, to, to make it all happen. And I want to also just mention, as I think about all the things that Mountain has, is blessed to be a part of, I love giving my best and first and highest gifts go to Mountain. And, and one of the reasons is I think it's an amazing investment. It's like a giving portfolio that's a great investment. Like when you invest, you might choose to sort of pick a stock and put your money there and hope it goes up or down. But sometimes you say, hey, I want to put, I want a mutual fund. I want to, you, you get someone to help you kind of pick a bunch of good stuff and then you manage it together. And that's what mountain is for me with my giving. And I think you can look at it that way too. I mean, do you care about the poor? 
Do you care about um, children? Do you care about local community ministries? Do you care about homelessness? Do you care about people with addictions? Do you want to do evangelism? Is that where your heart is, to reach lost people? You want to do counseling and help those who are broken? You want to help people with addictions and help people get back on their feet? You want to invest in marriages? You want to fix broken marriages or invest in pre-marriages? You want to provide a place where people can connect who don't have any friends? You want to invest in the millennial generation through, through young adult ministry? You want to help kids and students? You want to um, provide awesome worship experiences? You want to make sure there's truth being taught? From, you know, all of that. Mountain does. One dollar to Mountain does all of that. It's a great investment that covers a portfolio of things that are near and dear to me, I think to you, and I know to the heart of God. You know, a guy was, it's a true story, a guy was arrested for stealing these valuable coins. He was a handyman, and he was stealing these coins, and they, tra- they tracked him down, they traced his steps, and they figured out this guy was spending those valuable coins at face value on routine stuff around town. He had one quarter that was worth $18,000, and he used it to buy candy and cigarettes for 25 cents worth of it. And it got me to thinking about how it's true that God places resources in each of our laps, coins, if you will, and we have to use some of it at face value for our mortgages and our, and our uh, groceries and to go on vacation and, and, and take care of so many different things. But, but God says beyond the face value of that resource that he's given to us, there's a way to unleash generosity. And when you unleash generosity to the purposes of God, he promises that it it has an inestimably greater value, if you will. It, it's worth so much more when it's invested in the kingdom of God and his purposes. It goes further. It has eternal impact. There's a legacy. There's a life change. There's something that happens in the courts of heaven when we give and invest in God's purposes. Jesus said it this way. You know, give in a way that will store up treasures in heaven. Don't just give. When we spend certain money, it's gone. But when you invest in the treasures of heaven, in the kingdom of God, it's a great investment. So I hope you'll consider whatever resources God has put in your possession and be as generous as you can be as you think about investing in this open doors that God has given us over the next couple of years. Our books are open. Our fruit is evident. Our motives are pure. Our, the need is obvious. Our work is, is plain the, and the doors are open and Let's go through it, and it's going to take some sacrifice. That leads me to a passage of Scripture. There's just one verse I want to share with you before I tell you a story. And, and the verse is from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2. Chapter 1 says, uh, excuse me, verse 1 says, um, hey, remember, you're dearly loved as children of God. It reminds us that God's unleashed love on all of us, and he makes us his children it means we've got an inheritance, we're, we're, we're loved, we're never far from him. So God's unleashed love on us. And then verse 2 says this, Ephesians 5, 2. So live a life filled with love. In other words, God's loved you. Now go unleash love, y'all. That's what the Bible's saying here. So if we did that, well, well what would, how would we do that? And it goes on to answer that. We'll follow the example of Christ himself. Well, what would that look like? And it goes on to answer that. It says, he loved you and gave himself as a sacrifice to take away your sins. And then it goes on to say that God was pleased with that gift because that sacrifice was like a sweet perfume to him. If you want to unleash love, then it's always going to look like that, where we're going to sacrifice 
That's what love looks like. It's what Jesus did, and God was pleased with that. When you sacrifice, when you love in a way that sacrifices, that smells good to God. It smells good to God. And we come to Commitment Weekend. One of the phrases we've been kicking around this whole time is, is this phrase, not equal giving, but equal sacrifice. Because we all have different amounts that we uh, have been entrusted to in life, and we're at different stages and places and circumstances in life. So that's not the point, but the, the point is not equal giving. I'm looking at young people and people who are, might be unemployed, people with great wealth, but it's not equal giving, but it's equal sacrifice. Equal sacrifice, so that we're all kind of coming together. And when you sacrifice, you make space in your life for God to do something when you give something up that he would not otherwise do. You get into an area of surrender and trust that is the very stuff faith is built on. What would it look like for you to sacrifice something for God? What would it look like for you to give a gift that smells good to the Lord? I've been really wrestling with that question personally. Here's a great definition of the word sacrifice. Sacrifice is when you, you're giving up something that you love for something that you love more. That's a sacrifice. When you see that there's value in something, but you set it aside or forfeit it for something that you understand and believe is of even greater value. That's the idea of sacrifice. I think it's what was going on with David when some, someone was trying to get him to give what he considered to be an easy gift to God. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. In 2 Samuel 24, he says, now will not sacrifice to the Lord my God an offering that costs me nothing. I want to feel it. See? He knew that if he felt it, it was something that would get into the arena of sacrifice and that was what God deserved and, and that's the kind of gift where you feel it in your heart that smells good to God. Let me share with you an incident from the life of Jesus that can really help us understand uh, what it looks like to, to get a, an offering that smells good to God as we look at this. It's found in three places in the, in the Gospels. It's the same story from different camera angles. Uh, Matthew chapter 26 uh, John 12 and Mark 14, and uh, it takes place about a week before Jesus is going to die, and uh, of course they don't know that yet, and it's, it's a guy named Simon the leper, except he's not a leper anymore, because he was healed by Jesus, and he's like, now we can have parties at his house. When, when Jesus like saves you and loves you and unleashes love on you in an amazing way like he did on Simon, you're a raving fan of Jesus, right? Does that make sense? When Jesus unleashes love on you and you're, you're like grateful, you're a raving fan. So he decides to have a party, invites his friends. One of his buddies shows up is Lazarus. Who knows where Lazarus was about a week before this? Yeah, he was dead. Like he was in the grave. So Jesus raised him from the dead. When Jesus gives you a new lease on life, you like Jesus a lot. And you show up when there's a party in his honor. So Lazarus is there. His sister Martha is there. Mary's there. And this woman Mary is so grateful for what's happened to her brother and in her own life and all this stuff that she's just got to do something to unleash love for Jesus in that moment. Look, take a look at Matthew 26, verse 6 and 7. Here's what she does. While Jesus is there in Bethany in the home of this guy, Simon the leper, a woman we know from the other text is Mary, came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. 
alabaster jar of expensive perfume. We know from the other passages that the only way to get that out of there, if you didn't just dab it to pour it, you would have had to break the jar. A way of committing a valuable family possession, this alabaster jar of expensive perfume. Your Bible and the other passages might identify it as pure nard. Now that may not sound very fancy and expensive and nice to you. You know, we have perfumes like Jean Perteau. Chanel, number five. Chelini. This is pure nard. So it doesn't sound as great. Honey, I got you some pure nard. Sounds like Crisco or, you know, that's, that's lard. That's, but it sounds the same. Mark tells us that this top-of-the-line perfume was about a year's wages in value. Think about that for a moment. Think about how much you earn in about a year, how much income you all have. Let that number settle in your head for a second. It's a big number for Mary. It's a big number for Mary. And she comes to Jesus and she blesses him with it. She sees his worth. As much as she loves that family heirloom or that tradition or her social security or whatever it was, she loved him more. And that was her gift. Sometimes, sometimes you got to break the jar. You just got to break the jar. And that's what she did, the jar of our, of our treasure, the jar of our security, the jar of our fear, the jar of whatever we love and treasure and value. You have to break it in a way that says, I'm going to put first things first, and God is number one in my life, and the most important thing I can invest in is not something that will yield result for me, but for God's purposes. Sometimes you've got to break the jar, and the only way to do it is to give a, a gift that honors God through sacrifice, that you feel and smells good to God. And so that's what she did. And you can kind of picture the scene. She's pouring this oil and anointing him. It's like symbolic of his death and his kingship and all this stuff's going on and forks drop, chatter ceases, heads turn, and they're watching her dry his feet and all this stuff. But they did whatever they didn't understand about it, here's what they knew. Someone was giving up something they love for something they love more. And what a rare opportunity she stepped into. You know, and Mark 14 describes that moment. Jesus says, you know what that woman did? She did what she could. She did what she could. That's all any of us has really asked to do. We're at exactly that kind of moment right now. One of those rare moments. There's only a few moments in life where you get to do something really, truly great. That woman seized her moment. And this is our moment to break the jar and to do something big and beautiful and sacrificial for Jesus. I hope that you do. You know, our kids, not just the younger ones, but the older ones, middle school and high school, uh, they had a huge event last weekend where they got to go first and make their commitments. And uh, and we captured some of that outcome on video. Why don't you go ahead and watch the screen and celebrate with that. My name is Evelyn Morrison, and the way that I'm going to unleash love is to help kids in need. I'm going to unleash love by making bags of toiletries for homeless people. I unleash love by helping raise money for the churches in Kenya. Hey guys, I'm Ellen Smith and I'm going to do tech for Echo and Collide and I'm going to do a preschool large group teacher. I unleash love by helping with the chairs at church. I'm going to unleash love by pushing kids who cannot walk by running across the finish line with them in their wheelchair. 
so the Unleashing Love thing, it has been something really new to me and I never really thought about it, but I'm hoping to um, help towards the church in Kenya. One way I'm going to unleash love is I'm going to lead large group for Mountain Kids. I'm going to unleash love by doing children's ministry and I'm going to work with the toddlers and two-year-olds. Thank you, and if I can do this, so can you. Unleashing love for me is going back to my neighborhood in D.C., back to the, like, the projects and where everything is bad and rough and helping like bring back some kids from D.C. during the weekend and I can bring them to Echo and Collide on Sunday and make them change. Hopefully they'll get baptized. I want to show and use my life to make everyone else feel what it could be like, how their life could be if God, if they let God into their heart. I'm going to unleash love. I'm unleashing love. I'm going to unleash love by leading a mission trip to Nicaragua and serving in Welcome Ministries at Mountain. God is inspiring me to unleash love to those who need a little bit of extra love every day. How? I'm going to do that by giving hugs to everybody. Everyone's going to get a hug. Everyone. I'm going to unleash love in my community through a club at my school, and we go over to the Lorian, and we paint the ladies' nails that are there, and we just talk to them. It's called Glamour Gals. For me, Unleash Love means um, going on a missions trip to Nicaragua with my family this December um, and also by being positive and trying to spread God's love at my school. Unleash Love means to me to spread the word of God to everyone I know and I'm going to unleash love through my school and through my track and field team. To me, without my song group, I wouldn't have been anything and I want people to know how loving our community is and so I just want everyone to feel that. So I'm so excited to unleash love. Woo! God wants to be unleashed in you and through you. He wants to use you as his vessel to change the very world in which you live. In order to be unleashed, we have to say, God, we're willing to allow you to live and work through us. We're willing to say, Jesus, go before us, lead us every single day. He wants your entire life to be all-encompassing about who He is and what He's done to break the chains and set you free and release you from the bondage of sin. I'm excited to unleash His love. We're going to unleash love. Let's unleash love. Awesome, 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 awesome. So last week, hundreds of kids signed up and said they're going to spend time daily in God's Word. Hundreds signed up and said, I'm going to be intentional about sharing my faith with my friends. Hundreds signed up and said, I'm going to serve in some specific way. And then they said, how could we together plant a church in Kenya? They call and talk to the missionaries. It's going to cost twenty-five dollars to $30,000 to get that done. Kids committed their own funds from $1 a month to $50 a month. They totaled it up, and our kids at Mountain committed over $40,000. There's going to be a church in Kenya because they're unleashing love. Awesome. Awesome. Now, to get where we want to get is not going to come without some wrestling and some struggle. And let's just be honest. Carla and I have wrestled. We got this card, you know, just like you've got. And we've been wrestling with what is that right number that represents a way that would be sacrificial for us and putting God first in our lives. And, you know, there's always voices that say you shouldn't do that. Are you crazy? Are you sure? You know, and that, that's actually what happened when Mary, you'd think when everyone, when she gave that offering and Jesus loved it so much and it was such a beautiful thing that they'd be like, wow, that's awesome. No, the disciples were just like some of, we are sometimes. They were like, 
I don't know if that's a good idea. That was a waste. You know, we could have, look what we could have done with that money. It's exactly what they say. Of course, it's interesting that the Gospel of John points out it was Judas who said that. Isn't that interesting? Judas is the one who said, oh, yeah, we could have given that to the poor. Yeah, and we get the feeling maybe it's not so much that he was concerned about the poor as he was you know, himself as the purse string holder. He's the guy who sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver a few days later. And it's easy for any of us to choose money over Jesus. It's just that simple. For me, it is. It's a struggle. And so when we break our jar, we... We have these objections. They don't come from Judas. They come from the Judas inside of ourselves. You know, we've got that noble, good, high-minded, trusting, faith-filled self, and we've got that cautious, concerned, fallen human nature, um, concerned for all kinds of things, self, that are whispering things about what we maybe should do instead of breaking the jar for for God. So to help with that, let me just read a few scriptures to you, and uh, we'll just... Let Jesus speak to us. Here's Jesus in Matthew 6. Here's what he says. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. Matthew 6, 21. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Here's Jesus also in Luke 12. Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. His life doesn't consist in the abundance of one's possessions. Luke 6, Jesus says, give. It will be given to you, but give. 2 Corinthians 8 says, just as you excel in everything, you're so good at so many things, see to it that you also excel in this grace of giving. And then 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7, each of us, you all, we all must decide in our own heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. God loves that cheerful giver, people who cheer when the offering bags come around. So, break the jar. You ready to give up something you value for something you recognize to be of even greater eternal value? That's what Unleashed Love is going to accomplish. And in the process, we'll have an opportunity to do like David and make a sacrifice that we feel that gives space in our hearts for God to work, an offering of some kind that smells good. So last weekend, uh, we had this advanced commitment night for adults, and all of you were invited. You probably heard those invitations as they went out, and a bunch of leaders came together, and we had a great time going first to try to say, here's what we want to do to go first. One more video. Watch this about what happened last Friday as an encouragement to each of us. tonight was so amazing and as I sat there and we were singing and worshiping and um, listening to Ben talk about unleashing love um, God just reminded me of all the many ways he has unleashed his love on me so generously so faithfully my entire life Um, and I'm just motivated by his love um, to unleash love wherever he calls me to to me, um, unleashed love means accepting the challenge that was bought for us tonight. Um, I have been struggling with my um, giving lately, but I definitely want to do better with that. And from this day forward, I want to continue to keep giving. God has opened the doors uh, financially for us. He's blessed our business, and he's going to allow us to, and he's allowing us to be able to unleash our funds uh, for him. God has blessed us and, and our family and everything that we've had. And uh, now we want to pass that blessing along. Uh, We're going to stretch with our finances, and uh, 
we're going to stretch with our home. We've been blessed with extra space in our house, so we've decided that this spring we're going to host one of the interns that comes to Mountain. And our whole family is just looking forward to seeing where we go and where we can unleash even more love through our community. You know, tonight was amazing. We're, we're so happy to call Mountain home. And it, we, we really do count it a privilege to be able to, to support Mountain and, and be challenged with, a, with financial giving. And so that's what we're doing tonight. It's, it was great, great night. So happy to be part of the Mountain family. Unleashed Love has really been a big part of my family's life. We used to live in a place where our neighbors were really far away. So we um, simplified our life and gave up a lot of stuff so that we could move to a community where our neighbors were close together and it's a lot more tight-knit. We can be a light and spread love to them that way and just have them over for hot dogs every Friday night and just get to know them. For me, Unleash Love means connecting with my community, seeing something that needs to be done, and simply doing it. We believe God's leading us to a really cool place, so let's go and uh, lead out and unleash love, Mountain. We'd like to unleash love globally in places where Jesus' name is not known. And this year we're going to Romania to unleash love on orphan kids and help uh, the adults and give them encouragement to continue doing what they do all year long. My name is Cheryl, and I'm ready to unleash love in the Edgewood area at the Epicenter, mentoring kids in after-school programs. Maybe out of my comfort zone, but it's time to be unleashed. This unleashed love means to me to take everyday opportunities when I encounter people to let them know about the love of Jesus Christ. And it also means to stretch myself to do the things, the sacrifice for the love that Jesus sacrificed for me. Unleashing myself from, uh, from fear, it's a chain. And just taking that and just breaking it in half. From my heart, I knew I had to tithe and I haven't tithed in my whole life and I just knew that God was calling me to do it because if you're if you, if you truly love God and you're truly in, then you, you just can't say no. So here I am. In this season of my life, I feel like God is calling me to trust Him with everything. Everything meaning like my plans, everything meaning my finances. I've always held my finances really, really tightly. So this commitment to me means to just trust that the Lord will do everything that He says and that He promises that He'll do. We're having a party tonight, and we're celebrating. We're celebrating what Unleashed Love is doing and is going to do. It's going to bring joy, joy, joy to so many people. So now it's uh, your turn. It's your turn. As you think about uh, giving and putting a number on a card that represents your heart and surrender to God, I'm reminded of Rick Warren. He always says, you know, Ben, when you're making a decision like that, there's two ways you can do it, two bases of making your decision. You can make it based on reason. You can make it based on revelation. Reason, if you make the decision based on reason, that's where you look at my bank account or my check stubs and you, 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 you figure out what you think you can afford. You give a reasonable amount. But it, the problem with that is it doesn't require any faith. An atheist can give reasonably, you know. 
you know, there's no, you don't have to trust or believe in God for anything. It's certainly not sacrifice. But when you give by revelation, you're saying, God, reveal to me. You speak to me. You lead me to what you want me to do. What do you want me to give? How much do you want me to trust you for? It's, it's giving by faith. And it makes space in your life for God to do something amazing. I hope you'll give not by just reason, but revelation. We've asked everyone to pray, pray, pray. Open our hearts and minds, knowing that it matters to us individually in our faith walk. and It'll matter to countless others that we impact through these initiatives. So now we come to the time where we reach for the card. What's the card? Well, the card isn't a binding contract. The card is a statement of your intention, your faith step to say, this is what I think God's saying to me about what we're supposed to do over the next two years for generosity to mount and all that it's doing. That's what it is. You want to change it at any time, you change it. You and God just work it out however you want. But let's take a look at the card real quick because I want to make sure we're kind of clear on what, what it is. There's a whole worksheet. All you really need to do is put the number in at the bottom if that's what you want to do. The number at the bottom is your total giving to Mountain over the next two years. Whatever you feel led that God's saying to you, do you want to do to help move the ministry forward here at Mountain? There's all these places you can fill in the worksheets that will help you get there. Like you start with what you normally would give in a year. So if you're a tither or you already give some money that way, you mark that number down. Some of you are going to write a number in that top box for the first time because you've never given. It's awesome. Can't wait to see what God does in your life. And then there's this place to say, now here's expanded generosity. Here's what I normally give, but I'm going to try to, we feel God's calling us to do this extra piece now over the next two years. And you write that in. And, uh, and then you're going to add those up and multiply times two for two years. And that's where, that's how we get there. I know some of you have already told me you're going to be, you're going to be giving for the first time, not out of your excess, but you're digging into a, into a, a place that's going to feel way different for you. And for others, you're, you're like, I can't believe the size of gift we're giving. It's so beyond what I thought, even I would have believed a few years ago. Awesome. Some of you are maybe just frustrated and disappointed that you don't have more and can't do what you wish you could do or what you feel like you want to do because your finances don't allow or something like that. And I would just say, remind you, it's not equal giving. It's equal sacrifice, as long as each of us has a number on the card that represents a heart that surrendered to God, it's all, it's all going to work out. You just do what like Mary did. You do what you can do. And I'll do what I can do. Carla and I are with you in this. We, we have committed to giving the largest gift we've given to anything ever. And it's a little scary, but it feels good at the same time. And I encourage you to do the same. Bottom line is put a number in the box at the bottom that's your total generosity to Mountain over the next two years. Let's just take a couple minutes to think, pray, and write. I'm going to give you a couple minutes, and then I'm going to tell you how we're going to have a moment where we can kind of worship together and have a great celebration. So let's just take a moment, just in this wholly important moment. Um, let's just think, pray, write for a couple minutes, and then I'll, I'll share with what we're going to do next. 